You have your mindset right about choosing curriculum. You've laid the foundation with your who, your why, and your what. And now what? What are the things that you truly need to consider in choosing your curriculum? In this episode, we're going to talk about the three C's of curriculum choice. I'm going to give you some questions to ask, some red flags to watch out for, and then some quick tips for how to make this a stress-free selection process. So if you are on the hunt for a good curriculum, this is where you want to be. This episode is going to be loaded. So you'll want your pen, you want your paper, you're probably going to not be able to drink your drink, but go ahead and get that anyway, and let's dive in. Have you ever felt overwhelmed by homeschooling? I don't know about you, but sometimes as a homeschooling mom, it feels like I have so much on my plate that I can hardly catch my breath. Well, if you've ever felt that way, then you're in the right place because this is the Catch Your Breath Podcast. I'm Inga Masick, certified life coach and a mental wellness advocate. With over three decades in education and over 10 years homeschooling, I'm right there in the trenches with you. In this podcast, we're going to dive into some actionable strategies that are not only going to help you manage your stress, but also help you to have more joy, freedom, and balance in your homeschooling journey. So if you're ready to go from simply striving to truly thriving, then let's breathe through homeschooling together. Are you ready? It's time to catch your breath. Welcome back to another episode of the Catch Your Breath podcast. Thank you so much for joining me again. If this is your first time being here, then you'll notice that we are in the middle of a series called Curriculum Hunters. And so if you've not had an opportunity to listen to the first two episodes in the series, then go back and listen to 20 and 21 on what to consider before you choose the curriculum and then the first part of choosing it and laying that foundation. If you've ever watched House Hunters, then you know that that show is all about homeowners being on the hunt for the best home for them. And while they don't find the perfect home with all of the things that they have on their list, they find the one that's going to work for them. And this is what this episode is about, helping you to find the best curriculum for you when you're on the hunt as a teaching parent for the best curriculum, you need some criteria. You need some things that are going to help to make that search and that hunt a little easier. And I'm hoping and praying that this is what this series is going to do for you. In this episode, we're going to talk about some of the foundational things that we want to consider when we are choosing curriculum and getting into the nitty gritty of that. And as always, I love myself a beautiful alliteration. So of course, we're going to be using that today with my three C's of curriculum choice, because why not? But before we jump in, I just want to check in with you. How are you doing? How's homeschool going? Depending on when you're listening to this, if it's while I'm recording it in this season, it's just back to school season. So you're starting to kind of catch your bearings and trying to make sure that you have a new schedule, get into the routine of things. And even that can be stressful. There's a lot of excitement around it, but it can be stressful. And if you feel that way, it's normal. It's okay. But I want you to know that as I am thinking about recording this, as I'm recording it, as I am working on the content, I'm always praying for you and praying that you will truly find the freedom and the joy in this choice and that God will help me to know what things can really support and help you along the way and that you're just okay because I know 
from my background and just in talking to moms that sometimes we're not, but we don't really feel like we have an outlet of who we can go to and say, I'm struggling right now. I'm not doing that great. I'm not where I want to be and I don't know where to go next. Know that on top of this podcast, you also have the free Facebook community that you can join in, ask questions, see what others are saying. What I love about joining right now as I'm recording this is we're still small. And someone was saying the other day, which I think is beautiful to think about, sometimes when things are big and they've been established for a really long time, it can feel weird to find your place. And so you kind of jump into something that's already been there and you kind of are trying to figure out where you fit in. But right now, we are still small. As I'm recording this, we're just starting, we're just getting our uh, we're just getting our, our routine. We're just starting to build. And so this is the perfect time to come in and to shape it to be what you need, what you want, and just a community that is supportive and to help it to be a place where you love to come. You can laugh. We can laugh together. We can cry together. We can celebrate together and we can grow together. So if you've not done that, go ahead and join. And on top of that, That's a place where you can ask questions directly about the topics I'm talking about and you can get more in-depth answers. And if you have questions that I am not addressing, go there as well because that's where I'm pulling content when I see the type of questions that are coming, especially if it's helpful to others. If you need some individual connection, if you want a curriculum clarity session and you just feel like I really need some help in making these choices in relation to the three C's, creating your blueprint, reach out to me. Let's set up a discovery session, see um, if I can help you with it, how I can support you. So several ways that you can get the support that you need. So I want you to know that I'm here for you and that you do not have to do this on your own. No matter what the devil tells you, you are not on your own. You're not doing this on your own. You have a community of people who cannot wait to support you. All right, so let's dive into this episode. And I'm excited about this because I know that there's a lot of information out there on curriculum and there's a lot of curriculum out there. And so to navigate your way through that can just seem really challenging. And there are so many things to consider, at least that they can feel that way. But I really wanted to streamline it down to just some simple things to consider. And so in the last episode, We talked about the why, the what, and the who. If you listen to this podcast for more than two episodes, one one episode, two episodes, whatever it is, you're going to hear me talk about that over and over and over again. It is what I believe is a major important part in creating your homeschooling blueprint. To just recap, your why is why are you doing this? And so that can change from season to season, but it's it needs to be something that you're clear about because it's going to drive what you do. The what most people assume or consider that that is the curriculum, but I do not believe that that's the what that we're focusing on because I don't see the curriculum as a what. I see it as a how, more of the tool that you're using to accomplish the what. I see the what as what do you want to be able to accomplish in your homeschool? What do you want your children to be able to accomplish? What do you want them to be able to say about homeschooling? All of that is, those are your goals. And your your why and your what drive everything you do. And then who's driving that? It's the who. Who are you as the teaching parent? Who is your child? And one who that I did not say, two who's that I did not say that are key, and I talk about this more in my blueprint coaching, is 
who is your family? Because your family has unique needs and your family can change from season to season. And what I mean by that is if you have a newborn in your home right now, you're a different family than if you have high schoolers or if you have um, middle schoolers. If you have taught for six years as opposed to if you're starting out, you're a different family than who you were just because of the situations that you're that you're working through. If you have multiple children, you're different than somebody who has one child. And so all of that matters because we, we're going to look at who's your family, the makeup, the current situation, the current season that you're in, that you are in. But you're also going to look at your values, your beliefs, the things that are important to you. That's the who. And then the other who that I didn't talk about is who is your support system? As you are looking at the choices that you're making and the things that you're doing, who is supporting you in that? Who can you turn to for, to ask questions? Who can you turn to for support? And so all of that matters. So we want to make sure we have that solid framework. Once we look at your why, your what, and your who, now you can start to move into the curriculum choices. And when we do this, I say that it's really important to look at the three C's. The first C is going to be the content. And that is what are the subjects and the topics that the curriculum is um, covering? It's key to understand, especially when not just that you're choosing curriculum, but you're changing curriculum, which we're going to talk about that, is to recognize what that curriculum is addressing and in what is the scope and the sequence. The scope is how far, how wide, how deep, how in depth is that curriculum going to go into whatever the topic is. So when we're looking at world history, world history from different curriculums are gonna, from different curricula is going to address different aspects. And so there's gonna be some things that are the same, but you wanna look at the scope of what are they, what are they going to address? When you're talking about language arts for fourth grade in one curriculum, they may, they may include different things than language arts fourth grade in another um, company or another brand. And so you're just looking at that to understand what is it that you want it to cover. And so you want to look at what are the subjects that are covered? What's the content there? What's the scope of it? And what's the sequence? And the sequence is going to be in what order are they going to provide um, the instruction with that curriculum and that objective. As you're looking at that, you can think of the academic subjects, the academic subjects, you're reading, you're writing, your math, science, social studies, any of those things, but also are you wanting to talk about some other things in that with, could it be your religion? Could it be um, that you are going to want to address character education? Um, just all of those other things. Look at that because that content is going to matter. What, what subjects, what topics is it, does it cover? What subject and topics do you want to cover? And as we're thinking about that content, just on another note, remember that you don't have to use a prepackaged curriculum. You can definitely create your own curriculum if you choose. Now, it is more challenging and you want to weigh the pros and cons because it becomes more in-depth, but it also does not have to be a very formal thing where it has all of the, the scope and sequence, as we've said, and the structure of the the traditional curriculum or the standard curriculum. It could be, this is what I want to cover. So for instance, if you're talking about character education, you may not need to go out and buy a curriculum. You may say, 
for this year. These are the six um, character things that I want to focus on, or I want to do uh, a character um, trait per month for the 10 months that we're in school. And this is what I want to cover. And this is how I'm going to cover it. And this is the amount of time. And that's your curriculum for it. So it can be like that, or you can go and look for something formal or informal. But as you're thinking about the content, you're just thinking about what are the subjects and topics that is there and how does it cover it? The next C is going to be compatibility. Does it align with your teaching style and your child's learning style? Which is why I say you start with that who. Because as you're looking at how this curriculum is created, and in the last episode, we talked about those different approaches, whether it be classical, traditional, Charlotte Mason, um, some of those other things, you're looking to see, does that align with my teaching style? Does that align with my teaching philosophy? Is this something that I'm going to want to choose to do? do? Does it make sense to me how they're doing it? And as you're thinking about that, your child's learning style, is it something, do you see that it's your teaching style, but not necessarily your child's learning style? And if that's the case, are you able to customize it? Is that something that you want to take the time to do? It would be great to be able to find the right curriculum for you that matches your teaching style exactly along with your child's learning style. But then that may not always happen. So can you find something or are you okay with it following your child's learning style and then you take it to customize for your teaching style you're just going to want to look at that and see with the compatibility compatibility between your uh, an alignment between what you say that it's important for your family to know and then what is in the curriculum so for instance when we think about compatibility you do if you're christian you do not have to use a Christian curriculum. So I am not saying that because, you know, there may be some stellar curriculum out there, like your math curriculum that may not be Christian. It can just be neutral. But in some of the subjects, you want to ensure that this curriculum is not going to go against or contradict what you're teaching. So maybe in the sciences, um, maybe in some of history and how it's approached in history. And that's just something that you'll want to consider, which is why you want to then look at the curriculum and go through it. And then finally, convenience, which is super important. Is it user-friendly and does it fit into your lifestyle? That's where I believe that who comes into place as well. Because as you're thinking about your lifestyle now, what might have worked for you two years ago may not work now. We had a lifestyle for a long time where my husband traveled for work. And so for a part of that traveling time, we stayed home but it was just me. So I really needed to have a curriculum that allowed me to have some space to be able to teach my children, but then to do the other things that I needed to do because everything fell on me. And so I couldn't have the curriculum stress me out. Other times we traveled with him. And so I didn't want to have to take a bunch of workbooks and a bunch of um, different papers and materials and all of that. So I wanted something that could travel well. And in some cases, I didn't want to use anything on the computer because I was concerned about if we were really on the road for a long time, how could they, could were we going to miss that time? If we were on the road for, you know, four to eight hours, that's time that I felt they could be working. But if it was all online, then I might not be able to 
utilize that time. So all of that's going to matter as far as fitting your lifestyle, but also user-friendly. When you have an opportunity to look through the curriculum, you're asking yourself, wait a minute, is this easy for me to understand? Is this easy for me to teach? Is this easy for my child to understand? And will I have to do, because sometimes when you're looking at what it says to teach, it doesn't really give you a script. It says, this is what you're going to kind of talk about. Um, this is what you're going to pull about. This is what the goal is. And that can feel overwhelming for you if you're feeling like you need a little more support and you need the curriculum to tell you exactly what to say. But also for you, user-friendly might be that I don't want it to say, don't want it to tell me what to say, because there are scripted curriculum that's, that says, okay, you need to say this and then that and then this. And so if that's the case and you're feeling like that's actually not going to work for me, then it's not going to be convenient for you. So as you're thinking about that, you're thinking about the three C's, you're thinking about the content, the compatibility, and then you're thinking about the convenience. Now, some other questions that you want to ask is, is accreditation necessary for me? And most times curriculum is not accredited, but if it comes through a school environment that has some accreditation, especially for your high schools, then that's going to be something that's going to be valuable to you in terms of thinking about credit. If that is something that is necessary for you. And so we won't even get into that topic of like, do you have to have that? Because you get to decide how you want to address the, the high school years and with credits and all of that. And that's that's a whole nother topic. And I'll talk about that if you want to come into the, if you have issues about or questions about homeschooling high school and you want to jump into the community and ask those and I can do, I can answer it there or I can do an episode here. You want to talk about your, you want to look at your time commitment. What is my time commitment for as the parent? And do I, am I able to do that? One of the key things when we think about time commitment is when you're teaching multiple children. So I have four children. I have one in elementary, two in middle school, and one in high school. The time commitment for what I choose in those subject areas is going to either contribute to my stress or it's going to help me to stay calm because I've got reading, writing, math, science, social studies. And if I do those five topics for each of my four children, that's 20 different subjects that I'm teaching. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to think about as I'm looking at curriculum, how can I, what, what amount of time do I have? So when we talk about creating your blueprint, I always talk about to look at how much time do you have to contribute to this? What does your schedule look like in not just your homeschooling, but for the rest of your life? Because while it may feel like if you choose to homeschool that you're choosing to give up your career and not work, but that doesn't work for every family. So you've got to look at that. And so as you're thinking about that time commitment, you want to look at not just time teaching, time prepping, time preparing, what information do you need to come with? How much time do you need to spend in that curriculum before you can actually go in and teach your child? And that is key because you've got that whether it's the planning for the week or whether it's planning for the day, setting aside materials, all of that stuff. And then also how long are the actual lessons that you need to teach? So looking at how can I combine material is key to be able to um, 
teach all my children if you have more than one child and even if you have one child like are there things that you can do so one of the things i love to do to combine it's just a freebie is when i look at reading i definitely you know have the reading curriculum and i shouldn't say definitely because some years i just have not but i try to look at with reading can i use the bible as a part of the reading so i want to do bible anyway i need to do reading how can i teach some reading instruction comprehension all those things with the bible and also with like my science or social studies so are there books if they have to read anyway can i find books that are going to help me to teach them how to read but also is going to give them the science or the social studies or something like that i look at how can i combine journal writing or writing time with reading time so we're talking about reading i'm seeing that they can comprehend and then i am adding a layer to that and what curriculum can i use that is going to help me to be able to do that so those are going to be questions that have to come for um that you are going to have to consider for your unique family but definitely the time commitment is something that you really want to consider and as we talk about um, this next thing when we talk about asking questions that's going to be one of the questions that you ask when you're asking for research when you're asking people oh, what curriculum do you use what do you love all of that you want to ask them how long does it take you to teach it how long does it take you to prepare for it because you want that information as you make your decision the next thing you want to think about is is it adaptable for the different learning paces they're looking during different learning styles um, your child's interest how does it how can i and we talk about this when we talk about customizing how can i customize it to meet the needs of my child is that something that is going to be easy for me to do or is it going to take just a lot of work and by the time i'm done i'm not actually even using that curriculum anymore as you're thinking about being able to see that your child is meeting the goal that your child is mastering the topic what role do assessments and or progress tracking play into this curriculum? And it's really a preference. So I do have my beliefs about assessing a child, um, giving, checking to see if the child's making progress, but it doesn't have to be a formal thing if you do not want it to be. Once again, that's going to go back to your who, your, your why, your what, how important is that to you? And so you want to, if the curriculum relies heavily on assessments and that is something that is not your thing that might not be for the curriculum for you or you may choose not to use it in that way if you feel like i just need to know or i have a belief that that's important i don't want my child to, to shy away from assessments and it doesn't have it is that something you're going to be willing to create on your own and how can you create it and how can you use it so you want to take that in consideration and then in terms of where we talked about that, who and the support, is there a community support? So is there a place for me to get my questions answered? This is key. And it's not one of the things I thought about in the very beginning, but as you're continuing to use curriculum, you want to be able to look, if you are having questions, if you are just like, wait, what do, you, what do they mean by this? Or why are they asking for that? Or, oh, do I have to do this? It is so great to be able to jump on a forum, jump on Facebook and find a community or a group and ask that because more than likely there are other moms who are asking those same questions and chances are you're not going to be always able to 
reach out directly to the company to ask them that question. And even when you do reach out to them, it may not be that they can answer that type of question. There's a lot of the customer support. I will say that using Christian Light Education, I've done that a couple of times with some questions and they have been great about replying to me. And I've just always been surprised by the customer service, but also in relation to the questions that I've asked, just be able to have that dialogue with whomever's on the phone. I think that's amazing. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> All right. So what are some red flags that you want to watch out for? If it's an overcomplicated system that feels stressful as you are looking through the book, if as you're asking people about it, that might not be the one for you. You can tell. Trust your gut. If you're like, mm, that sounds... Listen, I'm laughing because I'm thinking about a time that I bought a math curriculum that at a conference, of course, the person who's creating it did an amazing session, amazing workshop, and just was going on and on about it. And I went to the booth and heard everybody talk about, oh, I love it. You know, these were people who had been using it. And so I kind of went through it. And for a little bit, I was like, "Mm, I don't know how I feel about this. But I wanted the outcome, and so I bought it. And as I was planning with it, I was like, hmm, because one of the things it required was a video. And so I thought, they'll watch the video, and then they'll do it. But it was a very different approach to math than is um, used, which is great. But what would happen is my child would watch it and had two in doing this different on different levels. My child would watch it. And they would just kind of be confused. And so then I would have to watch it and then teach them. And so I felt like as we we didn't last very long with that, but because what was happening was to really understand their approach, which it wasn't that it was bad, but to understand it, I had to watch it either before my child so that I could support them or with my child and then do a little more explaining after that. And that took a lot of our time. And then there were like maybe four to six different sheets But my point of that is not trusting my gut because when I was looking at it, what I was planning for, and I was like, "Mm, I don't know, this seems a little complicated and I should have just left it. And so if you're feeling that, trust that, ask the questions. If there's a lack of customer support or even resources or communities or a place for you to get help and support, consider that because when you have those questions, where will you go? And then the rigidity of it, that it doesn't allow for any customization or flexibility, especially if we determine that it is not meeting 100% of the needs and you're gonna need to be able to adjust it based on your time, based on your schedule, based on your season. If it doesn't allow for that, is that is that really the curriculum for you? The next thing you wanna consider are the, well, we wanna talk about some stress-free selection um, strategies. So number one, start with the trial or a sample if available. So if they will give that to you, definitely use it. Find a homeschooling mom who has had it, who's using it, and see if she has another uh, copy of like another grade or something that she's used that you can use. You want to be really intentional about the questions that you ask when you're asking people about the curriculum that they've used. I believe that you determining your who, your why, and your what is key before you even go into asking about it. But sometimes it feels like, well, I don't know what everybody's using. I just kind of want to hear what's out there. And so 
it's easy to just say, tell me about the curriculum that you're using. But it's key that you recognize that when you're asking people to give you information, always follow up with why. Why do you love that curriculum? I'm going to, I look, I want to be able to say you can do this without doing the who, the why, and what, but it just would not be true to myself. I feel like you have to do that. So when you have done that, when you've set that foundation with your why and your who and your what, you know who you are, you know why you're doing this, you know what you want to accomplish. When you're asking people about curriculum, ask them questions related to that. So if they are saying this is so amazing, why do you think it's amazing? What is challenging about it? If they are saying nothing's challenging, to me, that would be a red flag because there's something in the curriculum. If they absolutely love it, Tell me how long did it take for them to love it? How long does it take for them to do it? I'm telling, ask them to tell you a little bit about their why, their what, their who. What do you want to accomplish? How does it help you accomplish that? And I know that seems weird, but that's going to really give you a rich understanding of the curriculum. And here's why it's going to be a little easier. I believe in the power of three. I believe that once you have looked at all the different things and you... Um, seen different curriculum that you want to narrow it down to three of the different subjects of the units whatever it is and then so you can have three for reading you can have three for math all of that it, it's okay if you want to do it that way um which can seem a little overwhelming but you just want to pull scale back on that rather than having like 15 and when you have your final three then you start asking questions about it and so instead of just saying for me a blanket has anybody used, you know, what curriculum have you used? Rather say, has anybody used, like, whatever your choices? You can do your three choices. You can do a thread for one. You can, if you're talking to people face-to-face, -face, like I'm thinking of, da-da-da-da, have you used any of those? Uh, and then you're asking those particular questions. How long does it take you to plan? How long does it take you to teach? You know, if you don't know the person, do you have more than one child? Are you using curriculum outside of this? You know, if they're, they're talking about this is a reading curriculum, do you have other children that you're teaching how to read? What curriculum are you, are you using the same for everybody? What does your day look like? And it's not being intrusive, but you're just trying to get a better understanding, which is may feel hard when you're like posting on Facebook. But if you're doing that post, instead of just saying, you know, tell me about the curriculum that you use in your post, put, I'm asking about this curriculum and then put your questions. Why do you like it? What, you know, so that... Those people who take the time to answer that are really going to help you. And you don't have to feel like, well, that people aren't going to want to answer that because the people who don't want to answer it are not going to answer it. But you're going to have some really good foundational information when you're making your decision. Don't be afraid to mix and match with your subjects and the different curricula. Do not feel like you have to use, like if you're using Christian light education, for instance, that you've got to use all the subjects. If for you that feels easier, absolutely do that. But in many cases, it's not the case. And so you might just say, I'm just going to get this blanket thing that gives everything. And then you're like, oh man, I really love the language arts, but I cannot stand the math. It's okay. You can choose to make it different. And even when we're talking about mixing and matching, you may choose to actually mix and match your approach based on the topic. So as crazy as that sounds, you may think, I like the traditional approach when it comes to math. I want more of a Charlotte Mason approach when it comes to reading. Or um, even just specifically when you're talking about the science of reading, which is a, a kind of a separate thing when it, as it relates to reading, you may decide I'm going to choose this curriculum based on that piece for my reading. But you know what, for my 
science or social studies or whatever it is, I'm going to use the um, Charlotte Mason way or the classical or the traditional. And that to me is eclectic. You're an eclectic approach and that's actually what I use. So I have some core beliefs and foundational things, but also I am really okay with moving through and being fluid with that. And then I said this in the mindset one before you choose curriculum, and I'll say it again here. Remember that there, your choices are not set in stone and you can always pivot. You can always make a different choice. I will suggest that when you are deciding to go to a different curriculum, unless you absolutely positively hate it, that you give yourself some time to actually get into the weeds of it and saying get into the weeds of it, which sounds unpleasant, but (laughs) give yourself an opportunity to truly use it because even if you don't like it, you can use that information in your next choice. And we're going to talk about changing curriculum and some of the key things there, but just give yourself an opportunity to go through and figure out, make some really concrete decisions based on actual usage. And like I said, for me, that math curriculum I was talking about, I just did not like it. We used it probably about three weeks, three or four weeks, and I did change, but it's because I could not keep up with it. I had two children that were using it, and I still had two other children, and I was completely stressed, and as I tried to customize it, there was no way to customize it because it, at least for what I needed to do, because the video was needed, and because the approach to math was so completely different, it was not something that I could just teach on my own because the workbooks followed the approach. And I was just like, wait, I don't know what this is. <laughs> and so I, I needed to change. So I'm not saying you can't change, but I was able to use that to say, you know what? So I have to understand the approach or it has to be easy for me to get if it's something new, especially in terms of math, but just overall. So I know this is a lot of information that I've just given you and I, I want to make sure that this is information that's going to help it to be as stress-free as possible. And you may have noticed that I didn't say some of the things that you might see on some websites and books because you, you have that in website and books. But I want you to consider some of these other things that we sometimes can forget or that it aren't necessarily um, stated. And so I wanted to be able to say those things that we want to be able to think about as we're making these choices. The next episode that we're going to look at is going to be the cost. And so that's going to be a short episode, but there are some things that I, that I want you to consider. And then I want you to think about customizing it. And then we're going to end with changing it, which is the thing that probably is going to happen at some point in your curriculum life and in your homeschooling life, in your curriculum life, in your curriculum hunt. And the reason why that's, more than likely going to happen is because of the who, because we say you're, the season of your family changes, your children grow older, they're going to do different things. Or after, even after you do all this, some of it is trial and error. You think a curriculum is going to work for you and it just doesn't. One year, I because I love to read, and I think I've said this in another episode, I thought for sure this, this curriculum that had reading for everything. I mean, there were probably 15 books chapter books, um, living books, the whole, the whole nine. And I was excited about it because I love to read. And I thought this is the thing. And I'm going to turn my children on to reading. 
<clears throat> and it could have just been that it was the season in our life because I had a newborn and I actually was pregnant and then had that newborn in the midst of that. And so felt like I just needed a lot of time to lay down <laughs> because I had um, a pregnancy induced anemia. So I was just really tired all the time and lay down and read. And so it worked for that. And I thought, okay, I love this for now. And I thought I was going to do it for the next season. And then the next season, it didn't work for us. And so I needed to change. And the next season kind of fell in between the school year. And I needed to make a, a change in the middle of the school year. And so it happens. It happens. And it's okay. Once again, lots of information here. Hopefully you will go back, listen to it again if you need to. If you're not in the season right now where you're choosing curriculum, then you can keep this for later. And if you have more questions about your curriculum choices, then please make sure that you go to the free group and ask away. Until next time, I pray that you are taking care of yourself and that you always are intentional about finding a moment to catch your breath. Thank you for tuning in. I hope that this episode empowered, equipped, and most of all, encouraged you. Don't forget to share your thoughts on today's topics because I'd love to hear how you're implementing these strategies. And you can do that in the free community where you can connect with me and other like-minded moms. You'll get some practical tips for homeschooling and teaching your child, managing your stress, and prioritizing your self-care. You can also ask questions there. You can participate in the fun challenges. And of course, you can celebrate your wins because we like to party over there. Also, if this was helpful and you know that it can be helpful to someone else, leave a review or share this with another homeschooling mom who needs to catch her Mommy! Mommy! <laughs> well, that's my cue. But before I go, I want to leave you with these words from Philippians 4, 6-7. I pray that you won't be anxious about anything, but that in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, you would present your request to God and that you will experience the kind of peace that surpasses it understanding as you navigate the stresses of life and homeschooling. Until next time, remember to take a moment to catch your breath.